Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of the Red Diamond Report Podcast. I'm your host, Wilton Jackson. Today we have another exciting episode for you and one that's close to home. I sat down with my cousin, AJ Porter, an advertising sales associate at Atlanta Business Chronicle and the creator and producer of the Real Deal Podcast. AJ is like the brother I never had. From Thanksgivings, family reunions, trips to Jackson to living in Atlanta from 2017 to early 2018, we experienced some humble beginnings and a level of growth that still keeps us grounded on a daily. But as he likes to put it, those humble beginnings or losing seasons molded him to something greater in his journey of life. Sit back and get ready to listen as he discusses his alternative path from college to real world, the pros and cons of living with parents after college, the life of a black man in today's society, and more. This is season one, episode three of the Red Diamond Report podcast, Delayed Plans for Greater Goals. Let's get it. Welcome to the Red Diamond Report podcast with your host, Wilson Jackson. And man, today we have a really good podcast for you. Oh my gosh. Like today we have Mr. Andrew A.J. Porter. And when I say I could write <laughs> an entire book about this young man, um, we're cousins, disclaimer. And, you know, some people are close with their cousins, but to be honest, like this man is like another brother, like We've seen some things. We've done some things. Uh, we we've been we've been there for each other when we've been up, and we've been there for each other when we've been down. I mean, real down. Uh, so today it, it, it's a special episode. Like I definitely I definitely have to say it's one that you know you know this man like he 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 seen me at some really low times. I'll I'll say that for sure. So enough about me though. We're gonna get into. Mr. AJ Porter. So AJ, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, man. I'm AJ Porter. I am currently in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, you know, born and raised in the suburbs of Atlanta. Uh, so I was, uh, I'm from Conyers, um, Georgia. Currently, um, I work in advertising and sales um, at Atlanta Business Chronicle. And uh, so that's been a pretty cool experience. Um, I have a strong love and passion for media. Um, so right now, you know, I'm just doing that, handling business there. Um, I'm a really chill person, man. I just like to have a good time. I love music. I love sports, um, chicken wings, hanging with friends, you know, just the whole nine, man. So you talked about like you're in love with media and, you know, obviously being a cousin, I know that you were interested in broadcast journalism originally starting off in college, but you, you kind of found your way into digital marketing and media from a different standpoint, from a business side. So Talk a little bit about like that transition of, you know, doing what you were doing in college, what you wanted to do in college initially versus, you know, what are you doing now and what you, and what you plan on moving forward to? I mean, the thing about it, man, is that that's, that's the thing about life. You know, the best laid plans is, is what they say. So, um, you know, the plan was to try to come in and do broadcast journalism. And I think that that would have been cool. But as you, you know, start to see what it takes to do these things, you have to truly like be dedicated to a grind. And I think that it was just something that I felt like um, was not necessarily my best move at the time, considering um, a lot that comes with, uh, you know, trying to make it in the broadcast journalism career. And if you're not super passionate about that, I think that it's not something worth pursuing. And so, 
you know, I just had my eyes on other things. I always just had a passion for media. And, you know, I had a certain lifestyle that I, you know, aspired to maintain. And I feel like I've kind of found that lane within like marketing and media and just, you know, the business side. I feel like um, I'm kind of a very entrepreneurial minded person, have an entrepreneurial spirit. So um, that's kind of how I fell into some other opportunities um, around digital marketing and ad operations. And really, once I just saw that ads are really what makes all of this go around, you know, I was like, that's that's my wave in. And so when I found that, I've been just trying to uh, basically trying to carve my niche ever since. But uh, I'm just finding my way. Obviously, making that transition from, you know, broadcast journalism into the marketing standpoint. Now, any transition can be difficult. So, you know, what I always think about when, you know, transition, as we both know, we've made some transitions. What has been one of your biggest blessings in disguise within this transition process from college to, you know, working in the real world? Man, honestly, I think that instead of just looking at it as one blessing, you know, I think that the thing that's been the biggest blessing in disguise is the knowledge of knowing that A, was for you, will not miss you, and B, just having that knowledge that like the things that work out and the things that don't work out all play a role in your trajectory and how you move forward. So I think that that's what kind of gives me solace is the fact that even in my L's, I've found like a time where they, they were beneficial. Um, all of my W's, all of my highs, all of my lows have built me for a bigger purpose and even in my losing seasons, I can see how I was, you know, being molded into something that was um, greater later on down the road. So do you regret anything that's happened in your journey from, you know, starting out from college up until now? No, I actually have no regrets. I try to be a person who doesn't live with the regrets just because I think that everything happens for a reason and everything will play out the way it's supposed to. I think that hindsight is twenty twenty. But at the same time, I mean, if you don't, if you don't, you know, learn, then, you know, it's like what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You either you either win or you learn. That's that's kind of what another one of my life mottos is, you know, again, either you win or you learn. So every L that I took is really just a lesson that's going to propel me further and forward. So I, I don't really believe in having, you know, any regrets. What have what has been some of your setbacks? You mentioned that you've taken a lot of L's. You know, and, and at one point in time, we were living with living with each other uh, 2017 going into 2018. And, you know, you took some L's, you, you've had some setbacks, some losses. Talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah, I mean, just uh, coming right out of um, college, you know, graduating and not having your real adult job. Um, that kind of felt like a setback, you know, at the time when I finished school um, in December of 16. I didn't have a job lined up immediately after. So it took me about um, seven months to find, uh, you know, the role that it was for me, which was working at Cox Media Group. So I was still um, having to work my job in Athens, but basically had to, you know, be living at home. So that was the first challenge of just, you know, not really making any real money and seeing people in your same, you know, class and stuff, doing what they want to do, having to, you know, wonder when my moment is and, then, you know, I, I finally faced the triumphs of getting that job. And then for a while, um, I was actually working both jobs, the, uh, the TJ Maxx job and then working at Cox. And that was a challenge in itself, just a test of my, you know, mental uh, fortitude and also just my body. You know what I'm saying? Just right. going to work all day and then going to another job. That was a test. And so then you fast forward and 
know, commuting an hour and a half to and from work. Yes, uh, the commute was a was a huge challenge and a huge setback. You know, just just having to deal with um, going from Conyers to Dunwoody. This is like an hour and thirty minute trek. Um, really, it's probably only supposed to be forty five minutes without traffic. But I mean, if any of you guys are familiar with Atlanta traffic, then you know that like it was a nightmare. And so having to go to work, you know, to drive, to hop on a bus, to then hop on a train. Like it was, it was a lot. So that was setbacks. And, you know, once I felt like I had really fully gotten the hang of what I needed to do um, and how I needed to move, unfortunately, uh, I got laid off from my job. So there was that situation. And then, you know, um, having that experience where, you know, you were working there for about a year and then your whole department gets laid off. And I, then it was like another six months it took me to get a job. So it was just a tough time, man. Personal disclaimer. Me and this young man have definitely seen some setbacks. I mean, times where things were just like, we thought to ourselves, can it get any worse? You know, at one point in time, I remember, yeah, I know we'll laugh at it now. Uh, one point in time, there were times where we would call each other in the middle of the day and say, hey, what you doing? You know, because we were laid off or, you know, we were, you know, not without jobs for a time. And those conversations yeah. so long ago, and it's like that wasn't so. It wasn't, man. It wasn't. And I, I'm a witness of your life can change in 90 days. Like, trust me. And we haven't even gotten to that story. So, I mean, anything can happen. And I think that, you know, those experiences really made and molded us for, you know, just to be able to deal with things like when a pandemic hits. It's like, okay, I got to keep it pushing. Like, I mean, I've had my own pandemic year and it was not, you know, when it was a national thing, but there was a pandemic going on in my personal life. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it just gives you the strength to know, like, if I can make it through 2017, then that's going to give me the strength to be able to make it through 2020, which would then in turn give me the strength to be able to make it through 2024, which would give me the strength to make it through 2027. So it's just, it's just building up that mental fortitude. It's like a, it's like a basketball player who's been in the moment who, you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody, you know what I'm saying, you've been to the finals and have been in some of the most pressure-filled situations, you're not going to let something in the first round phase you because you've been, you've been to bigger places than that. So that's just kind of how I try to look at it uh, moving forward. Also in, the, in this transition phase and, you know, kind of climbing through some of these setbacks, you were still living with your parents. Um, yeah. You know, I know that's, that's a big deal. Like, what has it been? What, is your, what are your thoughts on, you know, we as millennials moving back home to stay with parents before moving out, you know, to, uh, you know, make money on our, or essentially start our first real jobs. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was like, you know, every other kid, like I'm thinking when I come out of college, I'm not about to live with my folks. Like that's dead. Like I don't want to have to do that. But obviously, you know, if you graduate without like a real job, then that's definitely a potential thing. So moving in with my folks, man, you talk about those blessings in disguise. That was one of them right there, man. Just just to have that comfort system or to have that support system, to have that sense of home, to have that comfort, to have that ability to just have someone who's asking you, how's your day? Like to have someone who's able to cook you a meal, like a place where you can just have a safe haven. And I can hear right now, like when we were living with each other and, and Aunt Sharon would say, well, AJ, did you have a good day at work today? And some days you would look like, mm. Some days it was like, no, I didn't have a good day. Shout out to my mom, man. My mom, his aunt, she is truly a one of a kind, man. Like, they do not really make them like that anymore. 
And uh, she would always look out for us and just try to make sure we were good, whether it was, you know, feeding us, just taking care of us, just giving us a positive word, man. Sometimes, like, that just little encouragement can go a long day, a long way. And, like, you know, she would be having her own work days, too. But she would, you know, be taking the time out to ask us, like, you know, how is your day going? And, and we would ask her how hers was going, too. Um, and she would tell us, you know, if we asked. But for the most part, she was just very selfless. Like, you know, it wasn't really about, about what she was about. And so... You know, that's why I just really have that was thankful for the situation to be able to have, you know, a family to go to when, when I did have to face a lot of these hardships. You know, the struggle wasn't as bad simply because, you know, I did have that support system from my family and that they were there to pick me up and to, you know, remind me something that, you know, your dad always tells me, uh, my uncle is, you know, you're not going to always be be here forever, you know. You're not going to always be where you are now. So right now, if you can make do and make manage a, a little, you know, when you get more, you, you're going to be able to, you know, do what you do what you need to do. So and uh, I'm starting to see that in my life as I really start to boss up and make some power moves. Like I'm noticing the progression um, year by year. So the whole experience of being at home, with my folks, is an amazing experience. And I mean, I recommend it for everyone. I think everyone has to live their own truth and, and do their own journey. One of the best things about not living with your folks, because I don't live with them right now, um, you know, once I finally moved out, I just achieved a peace of mind that I couldn't that I couldn't attain at home. And so it was a beautiful thing, but I feel like I had to grow and get to the place where like I could walk into that season of, you know, handling my own business and stuff like that. So I, I recommend it if it's the logical decision to, to make, if, you know, if, if it's the situation that makes sense for you, it definitely is a financial um, blessing not having to, you know, pay your own way. But it's all it's always about, you know, what works for you. It's got to work out for you. If you had to give a piece of advice to a college student that is, you know, maybe living with their parents right now or preparing to graduate this fall in December and then, you know, hey, with the real world, it's right. What piece of advice would you give to them? The piece of advice that I would give is going to sound kind of negative. But I would tell someone, the only guarantee in life that we really have is that we're going to take L's. Meaning, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days, too. But, like, honestly, life is really just about the L's that you're handed and how you can deal with them and how you can bounce back. I mean, you're going to have those positives, but it's not always sunshine. But I can guarantee you it's going to be some rain. Like, that. that's guaranteed. Like, trust me, if you don't know that, keep living like it's going to be some rain but like really cherish those sunny moments and and also just understand that you know when you do get hit it don't have to be the end of the world all the time like you know again like i said that hit that you took in the first quarter is going to be able to let you take another hit in the third like you hit me in the first you hit me in the third i'm in round five you haven't knocked me out yet like i'm, I'm gonna keep going the only constant in life is that there's going to be change that you know you're going to take some l's but you're going to grow. And again, you're not going to always be where you were. And, uh, you know, it's never too late to try to, you know, make the best of a bad situation. We have lost some of the most biggest stars, entertainment athletes throughout our childhood, our adult life thus far this year, just in 2020. When we, when we woke up on January 1st, we did not think in a million no. years, that Kobe Bean Bryant or Chadwick Boseman would be dead in the same year. In the same year. How do you make sense of it? Insane. 
Like, I just, I don't, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, in terms of their rankings, uh, you know, from a sports standpoint, entertainment standpoint, where would you put them? Obviously, man, Kobe Bryant, what he means to, you know, just the game of basketball and what he means to, you know what I'm saying, just the culture, everything. It's just been crazy. I think that the biggest thing that I realized in going to work the next day after his death, because that was on a Sunday and going to work on that Monday, he impacted so many people. Like, you would think that it was just a basketball type of thing, but no. He's his whole Mamba mentality, like everything, it just really just hit home. Like, you know, the way he lived his life clearly like had an impact and made a difference on a lot of different people. And so I think that his impact cannot be um, overstated. I mean, Kobe raised a generation of people like who didn't necessarily get a chance to see Mike, um, but you know, who still, you know, grew up alongside a certain time and a certain era. I think that it was just, He's just an amazing athlete, an amazing human being, an amazing person. Um, I just think that, you know, again, his impact cannot be overstated. We'll never see another uh, Kobe Bryant, just the way he lived his life and was, uh, you know, an exemplary figure in, in the sport. And, you know, just the impact that Chadwick Boseman had as Black Panther is just insane, man. Just to give us that hope to know that, you know, I'm a superhero and that I'm powered through vibranium and that there's this black country or black area that is basically living off of the resources and we farm and cultivate the resources and we have this great technology. It's really shows you that, you know, it showed you through a characterization that black people could really create and live in a utopia. And I think that that's really all we want in today's society, man, is that we just, we just want to be able to know that, you know, we're valued in that we're people just like everybody else and that we have rights and that we have liberties. And that's what Black Panther was. It's just, it was, it was a representation through a character that gave us hope. So. When you think of the movie Black Panther and, you know, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, what comes to your mind, like just as a, as a simple thought? And now obviously we know Chadwick Boseman, major star, not only was he in, you know, a great actor in the entertainment industry, but you know, just an overall even better person. And a lot of African-American people looked up to him, not even just African-Americans, but people in general. But it poses the question to, for me to ask now, you know, as two black men that we are in, in today's society, what does it mean to you to be a what does it mean to be a black man in society now with everything going on? I just, you know, I aspire to, to simply just be me each day. But I mean, what I want people to see when they see me is that there's no limitations to my blackness. Like that's what it means for me to be a black man is to show you that I can do anything, that I can go against the grain, that I can move anywhere. Uh, me, me and my boy Zim, we like to call it being that chameleon, man. We we like to say like you know, you could put me with the C-suite. I can, I can, I can chop it up with them. You throw me, you know what I'm saying, somewhere, uh, you throw me somewhere in addition, like, I'm, I'm good. We making it out, man. We making it out. Like, you take me to, to Atlanta, like, you know, we could do that too. Like, but you want me to go on the belt line and, you know, chop it up with, with some other folks? Like, I'm diverse. Let's get it. Let's go get some sushi. Like, there's no limitations to my blackness. There's no limitations to who I am. I can conquer any goal that I set my mind to. And I want my physical representation for that to be someone who's looking up to me to be like, yo, that was a bad man. Like he does what he wants. He can do anything. And as a result, I can do anything too. 
And one player that stands out, obviously, I'm sure everybody would would uh would notice and agree with this, Jamal Murray. Like talk about what he has been able to do. Just of course, obviously on the court, um, on on the court playing and playing basketball in the series. But like outside from what he's doing on the court, he's really been strong with you know representing for you know Black Lives Matter. I think that the impact that Jamal Murray, what what he's doing, is showing you just how unified we can be as a people and how diverse we can be as a people. If I'm not mistaken, Jamal Murray is uh, Canadian. And um, the fact that he is, you know, letting us know that we're experiencing these same issues in Canada, like this is not just an American thing. And the fact that he's showing so much emotion and the fact that he's putting everything on the line and he's performing at a prolific level. And then he's turning around saying that this is a lot for me. This is tough. But that these people on my shoes are like, why I do this? Like, that's just unity, man. And it, it's just special. It's special. I think that's how I would describe it, what I'm seeing. I think that it's special. You have a podcast, The Real Deal Podcast. A lot of people have been listening to it, myself included. Uh, like I said, you know, I listened to it the first season. I was driving down the highway and I listened to every single episode. So what is The Real Deal Podcast and what can people, what can people expect from it? Real Deal Podcast is my, is my venture that I got going right now, man. We're currently in season two of the Real Deal podcast. Um, I say on the bio that it's just about me and I chronicle um, sports, life, culture um, through storytelling, man. So what I like to do is I like to showcase my personality, but I also like to tell the stories of other people. Kind of similar to what you have going on. I bring people on who are you know near dear to me and who have other passion projects and who I think have great stories to tell. And I basically interview them and interject my personality in through you know segments and all kind of stuff like that. And um, what you can expect from it, man, you can expect the real deal, man. You can expect raw, you can expect funky, you can expect things that are different. You can expect all the things that you would catch me talk about on the regular. Um, I feel like I'm a great communicator and that I have a lot of insight on a lot of things. And um, I, I just got something to say, man. And so it's just me bringing it to the world. Like we all have something to leave. And I think that, you know, this is my, this is my piece that I want to lead to the world is, you know, just conversation and just the, the knowledge that I think that we all are more alike than we are different, you know, and that those differences even make us who we are and that they ultimately guide our lives and our decisions and how we decide to move. And so the Riverdale podcast is just a chronicling of, you know, other people's journey and my journey as we just try to make it through life. So if people want to, you know, go listen to your podcast or find out any more information about you, where can they go? Um, can they follow you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Pretty much I can be found my Instagram page that houses the podcast is at underscore signed. Uh, it's signed by AP, but it reads out underscore S-I-G-N-E-D-X-A-P. So that's where the signed by AP comes in. And that's going to be its own thing at a later date. So I'm, I'm going to reveal what that means. But that's the Instagram account in my bio. You can see that I have a link tree bio and that'll take you to SoundCloud. It'll take you to Apple Podcasts and it'll take you to Spotify. You can get at the uh, you can get at the pod. I try to uh, release every um, two weeks and uh, you know follow me on my journey man stay tuned for episode 4 of the Red Diamond Report podcast next week until then make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at the RDR Report and follow me on Twitter at Wilton Reports and on Instagram at Wilton Reports underscore <laughs>